Hi everyone, I'm Rosemarie Miller here with author of The Golden Quest, David Delisle, here to tell us about teaching children financial literacy. Thank you so much for joining me today, David. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So David, can you tell us your inspiration for writing your book, The Golden Quest, and, and what just motivated you to teach children about financial literacy? So for me, I was always a bit of a money nerd. So I read finance books when I was in like grade six and seven. So I've always loved this stuff. And now that I'm a dad, I have two young boys. I want to sort of pass on some of that knowledge. But I was looking around, seeing what what stuff was out there. And I realized there wasn't really anything that kids wanted to read. There wasn't like these fun, fun books. So I went about writing a graphic novel to make financial literacy fun for the people that aren't money nerds like myself to to learn some of these concepts. Yeah, I definitely remember being a child and no one taught me anything about financial literacy probably all of my life. So I think that's a really cool thing that you're doing. And could you just tell us like what unique approaches or strategies did you put in the book to help teach them about financial literacy? Yeah, so my approach is a little bit different than most people's because I find typically when we think financial literacy, the entire goal is on how to have more money because that's what we think it's all about, which which is a part of it. But we never really think about the why we want money in the first place. And so because of that, we quickly find ourselves in this just this endless chase of more, even as adults. So for me, I focus a lot on the mindset piece of why financial literacy is so important. What is your why? Something I call the awesome stuff and walk through kids, like walk the kids through that whole process. So so we start changing, changing that whole conversation, how we look and think about money. Mm -hmm. And you say walking them through that process. What exactly do you mean by that? So it's fun because it's a graphic novel, so I can create this story. And so in the in the story, the young boy goes on this adventure and learns basically these different lessons from different mentors. And one of the first one is this older sort of monk-like figure who teaches this concept around mindset and only buying the awesome stuff. And so his first lesson to the child is only buy the awesome stuff because he's trying to teach this mindset piece. But because it's a you know a crap cartoon and graphic novel, the boy obviously, as any of us would say, is you know everything I buy is awesome. Like this is there's no wisdom in this lesson at all. What are you telling me? And then this is where the monk sort of walks him through sort of a visualization exercise, thinking of his room, thinking of all the stuff in his room. And we as adults can do the same thing, thinking of our house and all our things, and sort of picking out all that stuff and what the child really loved. What was his favorite stuff? What lit him up? What brought him joy? And once the child was able to sort of identify that, then that becomes a benchmark for what we really love. And we can do that as adults as well. We start thinking about the things that we remember a year from now that we still love versus you know that purchase we made last week we've already forgotten about. So that's mm -hmm. sort of the first step in starting to look at things a little bit differently. Have your own kids read this book? Hmm. Well, so when they're 11 and 14 now, so when I started, they were a little bit younger. So yes, they've read it, but it was great because they were at ages where I could bounce a lot of these concepts off them as well. And, and it helped. So I could see sort of what landed, what didn't, what confused them. So I try to write it in that way. So the responses you'd get from children are the responses in the book and what's confusing to them. 
I would take out or I'd change. And, and it really has a bit, big impact because our conversations around money are very different. It's, it's less about, you know, how much you can afford, but more about like, what do you love? What's important to you? Is this your awesome stuff? And so in having these conversations with your children and letting them read the book, how do you feel that their mindset about money may be different than someone else who's a kid like me, a kid who didn't really know anything about <laughs> financial literacy growing up? Well, and that's the thing is we, it can be so much easier. We should just really start having these conversations with our kids. So like a perfect example is how much things cost. So we expect our kids to understand the value of money and make these great financial decisions. And yet money is such a taboo thing. We don't talk about anything with our kids. So you don't have to sit them down and have a big, deep conversation about money. You can just tell them, we went to McDonald's. This is how much this meal costs. We filled the car up with gas. This is how much the gas costs. And it just starts teaching them a bit of the value of money. And so that has a big, big impact. And then where definitely where I'm a little bit different is if I think of sort of what we're teaching our kids inadvertently when we talk about money. Because you definitely learn about money from your parents, just maybe not what you wanted to learn or what you think you learned. I mean, their views on money and spending and buying, you were picking that up. So when you know, you're at a grocery store or a, you know, a fair and you want to buy an ice cream or have an ice cream and your parents say, we can't afford that, that lands for our children and they internalize that. And the reality is, it isn't that you can't afford it. It's that your parents want to spend that money somewhere else. And so when you start thinking of things as choices, and that's what I try to do with the kids, and that's why I talk about awesome stuff. Is that your awesome stuff? For some children, maybe that ice cream is. Others, it might be a teddy bear. Some others, it might be going swimming with their friends. Like There's all these choices we make. So if the conversation is, that is that your awesome stuff versus we can't afford it, it really changes the way you interact and, and see money. You know, you're right about that. Like, what what is your awesome stuff? Because to my mother, it definitely wasn't McDonald's. She would always tell me, we don't have McDonald's money. We have food at the house. I heard that over and over. And now as an adult, I find myself telling myself the same thing, but like with other restaurants, I don't have McDonald's money. I have food at the house. <laughs> I don't want to. But David, so what are the most critical financial concepts that you mentioned in this book and that you believe, even if they weren't mentioned in the book, that children should know? Yeah, so I keep talking about the mindset piece because I find that's huge because that's something we don't talk about at all with finance. And that's where we start getting in this sort of this loop of once we've achieved this thing and have can buy it, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And then we never run out of things we want to buy or we're chasing. So that that pausing reflecting, like that's that's the piece that's really important to me. Mm. But then beyond that, understanding that money actually can earn money. So we hear about this all the time, like compound interest or money making money or get your money working for you. But it really is in terms of growing wealth and getting your money to to not be something that you're always chasing, but it's actually growing on its own for you. Like that that idea of compound growth is, is really big. And for for young children to get that concept that if they put a dollar away today, it's not worth a dollar tomorrow. It's going to be worth $10 or $100. That's a big, big concept that we want to start teaching our children. So rather than saving just so you can buy more stuff, saving so your money can grow and actually take care of you and give you more freedom. That's a that's a concept that that really can change your relationship with money. 
So how can parents and teachers use the lessons taught in your book uh, to create financial education courses for young people? So I'm working with schools right now trying to get in there and, and talk to them so they could use the book as a intro to just introduce these concepts and then from those build all those out on those lessons and have conversations because that's the big thing is like you mentioned you were learning about money from your parents you just didn't have a conversation about it and so we if we can just understand that our kids like our children are learning from us so if we sort of take the time to really think of what we want to teach them so a great thing is like this awesome stuff so your mom you pick that up but if she told you like, this is why, this is why we don't have McDonald's money, because what I want to spend my money on is this. That's a neat conversation that you can start having with your kids and it doesn't have to be heavy. And, and then you start understanding, oh, mom's favorite thing is, you know, every Sunday we go to, you know, a drive-in or whatever it might be. And you start understanding these things and yeah, and then everyone else has their different awesome stuff and you just have these conversations. So it's not about, lack or envy or i wish i had that thing it's these are the choices we're making and why and then you can change those so once you start having those conversations with your kids like what if your mom said to you hey this is why we don't want to go to mcdonald's i can get you a burger for free at the house or whatever for half the cost and instead we can do we can spend money on these other things you might still say you know what mom this one time like can we just go to McDonald's and you can have those conversations or you might not. And that's that's the thing. It doesn't have to be heavy like we think it is. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, David. I think this is really cool what you're doing. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's something I've, I've definitely become passionate about and see how much of an impact we can have on our kids. Absolutely.